Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today we're talking Lake Michigan fishing, specifically in the Manistee, Michigan area. We're joined by Captain Alex Bialik from Fireplug Charters out of Manistee. Alex, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, no problem. Before we get deep into fishing, Alex, tell me a little bit about Manistee. For people who don't, don't know where it is, tell me about where it is and kind of what the city is like. Uh, Manistee is located in northwest Michigan, um, about a half an hour north of Ludington and about an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes south of Traverse City. Um, just two of the busier towns around us. But Manistee is a small little town, an old Victorian town, um, about 6,000 residents. In a, a nice life around the lake, uh, it's like it's it's a town that's really centered on lake life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have uh, two rivers, the Big and Little Manistee Rivers, that dump into Manistee Lake, and then Manistee Lake uh, comes out into um, our channel and our pierheads, um, where I spend most of my summer. Um, I do offer river charters as well, but um, Lake Michigan is kind of where I found my home and my calling. Once you leave that dock and you head out into the lake, what is the water outside of Manistee like? What is the structure like in your area? Um, the structure in our area is for about two and a half, three miles. Uh, it's pretty flat um, anywhere looking when you're fishing, 12 feet all the way out to 60, 70, and you hit that 70-foot mark heading straight west down Lake Michigan. You, still, you come to what we call the shelf or the bank. Um, which runs pretty much from Frankfurt all the way down to Pentwater, uh, where you hit uh, 70 foot of water. It just keeps dropping off until you hit the center of the lake and it starts coming back up. So we're very lucky to have that certain structure in our neck of the woods. So when you're fishing that structure, what is that like? What, what, kind, of, what kind of strategies are you throwing at that and using that structure to your advantage? Uh, that structure right there will hold a lot of fish and a lot of bank, and a lot that bank will hold a lot of bait as well at certain times of the year. But that structure, starting in the spring, early summer, we used a lot of smaller spoons, um, Dreamweaver Super Slims, stand just standard size moonshine stuff like that. Um, and as that water starts to set up a little bit better, where we can actually start focusing on the thermocline, which is about midsummer. We start getting our bigger spoons out, uh, more flashes and flies. Yeah, that's really our program and until the salmon will hang out for a lot of that beginning of summer. And as the water warms up, those fish kind of start to move offshore and you're able to chase those salmon, steelhead and cohos offshore, or you can stay along our bank and fish for lake trout as well. Yeah, I'm just kind of checking out you on social media and kind of looking at what you're bringing back. And it looks like uh, lake trout is kind of the thing, you know, in that early summer, but uh, you're into the kings right now. Can you tell me a little bit about how that fishery kind of changes throughout the year? What kind of fish are you guys uh, really targeting as the year goes through? Yeah, of course. Um, starting in May, um, when you start seeing a lot of fishing pressure and a lot of charters starting to get out, uh, the first of May, we're really searching right around our pier heads um, and along the shoreline in that anywhere from 12 to 50 foot of water, in all honesty, um, following, following and just looking for the warmest water at that time of year. 
um, which can be Crick Mouse or other lakes dumping into Lake Michigan as well. Um, we're really looking for a little bit of dirty water, fishing those small spoons, like I mentioned before, and a couple flies looking for king salmon, um, juveniles, and a few adults around. You'll have some cohos along with them, lake trout, and the occasional brown trout as well. You'll also find some steelheads starting to come out of those rivers and uh, lake systems. And that will last till about June, uh, first week of June for the most part, where you'll see a lot of silverfish coming back to the dock and um, along Lake Michigan all over. But we're really just searching for the warmest water that time of year. And then after that first week of June, middle of June, we'll start to transition into what we call our typical summer program, looking for salmon, steelhead, those silverfish along the bank, and then fishing our bank pretty hard for lake trout as well, up until about the last week of July. And then July all the way through the beginning of September, you know, big kings showing up, adults, those 30-pound kings, everyone wants to be a part of that club, uh, using those bigger spoons, J-plugs and really targeting that thermal climb where those fish are going to sit looking for bait. Yeah, those kings are in right now. You guys are getting after them. What does that program look like? Um, how are you attacking the water column, and how are you getting getting your baits out this time of year as you're chasing after those kings? Um, my typical setup this time of year would be three downriggers, um, which I typically leave um, just below that thermal climb, and then as I start working my way out, with my di with my divers, I run wire divers um, for both sets, so highs and a low. I'll start using those and targeting right in that uh, thermal climb where those fish are most likely to be. Um, looking for that bait, those bait fish, those alewives, smelt. We're starting to see a lot more smelt in our in our fish this year as well. But then we start focusing above that thermal climb with our coppers and lead cores out on board. Today, typical August setup running those uh, anywhere from 7 to 13 rods. Uh, we're really focusing with uh, flashers and flies, meat rigs, uh, spoons and J-plugs also went today. So you're really throwing everything you can at them. But uh, for the most part this time of year, flashers and flies and meat, uh, meat rigs really work well for us. And then as that water heats up and those fish get a little closer to what we call the run or those the pier head where they're going to start making their migration up the river, J-plugs really start to take off for us. What are kind of the, the, the hot colors in that area? What are people tying on for colors? Colors, when we're focusing right now, early mornings all glow um, like you typically see. So when it comes to flies, uh, riverside fly is, is uh, our hot bait in Manistee. Um, it's just a green with a little silver tinsel in it. Uh, it's all glow. And running that behind any kind of eight or ten inch spin doctor, uh, typically white or black, is you can never go wrong with it. Uh, and then when you're looking at meat rigs, again, our greens have been good, our purples have been good, and our reds have been good as well. And then when you're looking at spoons, their moonshine spoons right now are, are pretty tough to beat. A couple of my favorite right now are Green Knight and uh, the Five Eyes that Moonshine makes. And when you're looking at J-plugs, it's always hard to beat that double glow ace high. Uh, that's probably been our number one producing J-plug this time of year. Those kings are kind of getting ready to stage. The Manistee River is legendary trout and salmon water. 
what is that like in the fall? You said you do some some charters on the river as well. Um, I I truly believe we still have a few weeks left um, before all of our fish get outside Manistee. But once that lake water flips, you get a strong east wind or a strong northwest wind. It really cools that water down along the pierheads, and those fish will get sucked up inside there. And that that river system, um, all of our river systems on those on the west side of the state are pretty phenomenal but especially the manistee area to me it it is home but it's one of the best fisheries there is in the world um and so for sure michigan but those salmon will get around the pierheads and that river water and that scent and they want to go home i mean they swim their whole life just for one cycle of reproduction um so when they get in that water and it's it's go time uh they're all adult fish when they're in the river systems so you're looking at that 20 to 30 pound class of fish what is that window like how long does it last where you can you can actually catch them there's catchable numbers of fish starting um in the last week of august going all the way through september you can come up in october and do just fine as well if there's a late push you know a few years ago i recall having a late push where september 30th fish really started pushing in and you had good two weeks right there of actual silver kings that were actually being caught but for the most part the month of september is the time to be here tell me about fire plug charters tell me about your your charter your boat and kind of what what you're all about fire plug charters um started as really just a dream um i was young college kid looking to looking to follow a dream um that i've been working on for a long time i began obviously saving money up first mating for other boats in the manistee area and uh, really just truly finding a niche here but fireplug starter started with a big lake boat um, the boat that i still use as of right now it's a 30 it's a 10 meter trojan a 32.8 feet it's one of the widest boats in manistee for charters perspective and one of the most comfortable rides that i can even imagine but i start out in lake michigan in may and I go all the way through September. Um, but for the most part, I'm in the river systems in September. Um, and my river boat, um, I run stealth craft boats in the river systems. And uh, it's all spinning gear or center pins for the most part. And I just, the fleet keeps on, on building. Uh, I also run inland lake charters. So if you're looking to get out and do just a family day um, on one of our lakes around here, Manistee Lake, Portage Lake, and Onekama. Uh, I offer those as well. And um, it's a husband and wife owned business. Uh, my wife and I run it together. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a true blessing to run a business and be full-time in this now. Yeah, and you've been, you've been doing this for a long time. You told me uh, that you've been a first mate since you were seven years old. What it, what was that experience? Yeah, um, you know the the fact that someone gave me a chance at such a young age, it's a, it really it was a blessing, and I fell in love with it from day one. Uh, the first trip I ever ran, it was in what we call the heydays of salmon fishing, where there was limits by 7:30 in the morning, and I just remember getting there and getting all the rods out and kind of just being starstruck at. You know, you hear all these captains' names, and you finally get to go out and fish out of the same same marina as them. And we went out, and we had 20 fish in a matter of an hour. 
and it took us longer to clean fish than it did to catch them and run in and out. It, it really was something incredible, and I've been kind of addicted to ever since. What's the most rewarding part of being a charter captain for you, Alex? For me personally, it's getting someone out on, if it's Lake Michigan, the river, uh, Inland Lake, whatever it may be. And really, you're making someone's day, you're making someone's life, you're making someone's dream come true of catching a big fish. If it's someone's first fish, whatever it is, that, that smile and, you know, that, that drive that then they get and that a passion that I can personally pass on to someone is so rewarding to me. Um, I, I, there's really no other feeling. Uh, I get a lot of my customers tell me all the time, you know, you act like I, I myself personally act like it's the first fish I've ever caught, but you know, it, that's a big goal for someone and someone's coming up and wanting to spend a weekend with you or just a day with you and you can make their day, you can make their year, whatever it may be in just a split second. Very cool. It's uh, a, a dream for a lot of guys to be able to fish for a living. It's something that you do. What is kind of the biggest challenge for you uh, to be able to continue to do what you do for a living? Uh, the biggest challenge being that, you know, we do need, we need more people into the sport. Um, we need more people trying to help if it's with uh, stocking of salmon, lake trout, steelhead. We're, you know, we, we need some more uh, support from everyone. But um, really the, the challenge is uh, just getting people out and trying to get people um, booked for the year. And, you know, I, I do do it full time, but I would love to always be busier and meet more people and uh, have more success out on the water. This was a tough year to run a charter with COVID-19, especially in the state of Michigan. Tell me about uh, kind of what happened this year with you guys and where you're at right now with all of that. Uh, you know, starting in March, we got, we got shut down. Um, but March was, we had a couple of weeks there where we were actually allowed to run trips. But with everything going on in media and um, a lot of the fear factors um, from what I see, uh, people were calling and canceling trips. So that, that made it very, very tough for us to kind of stay afloat because you had cancellations. But you also had to understand that, you know, people were scared and it was a real issue because we didn't know as much. So um, you had to respect people canceling trips. And then when we actually got shut down, uh, I lost my majority of my, what I would call my spring steelhead run um, in the river systems. And then April came around and we were hoping we'd get open back up and we didn't. And then I lost a big chunk of my inland lake season going uh, perch fishing um, in some of our lakes around Manistee. Uh, so when May 7th came around and we got the word that we were able to start running trips, uh, I'm excited for the, for the big lake season every year, but it was a little extra special this year. Uh, it's been great, Alex. I uh, love having you on and uh, a lot of good stuff out there. And Hopefully, like to get you on again, maybe later on as the, as you get into that river fishing thing. I'd like to really maybe break into that a little deeper because uh, all I hear about is if you want to go river fishing, you got to go to the Manistee River. So uh, maybe have you on later. Yeah, on. absolutely, absolutely. I would love to be back. Uh, thank you for inviting me and having me out today. Um, it, it really was a pleasure talking to you. But yeah, I would love to pick apart that river system and uh, give you guys some more knowledge on that as well.
Alex B. Alec from Fireplug Charters. If people want to get a hold of you to book a trip or uh, just see what you're up to on social media, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Fireplug Charters, or you can find me on Instagram at Fireplug Charters as well. But if you're wanting to book a trip or if you just are looking for something in the Manistee area, um, I am a huge advocate for Manistee and the things we have to offer here. So give me a call at 231-690-3937. Alex B. Alec from Fireplug Charters, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.